the 25th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Uh, please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We are also on Twitter at Food and Fright or on our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. This week we're covering one of the heavy hitters of the uh, horror genre, and that's the Evil Dead franchise. There are four movies in a TV series total, and all-star Bruce Campbell is the main character, Ash Williams, except for the Evil Dead remake. In the order in which the movies were released, they are The Evil Dead from 1981, produced by Robert Tapper, written and directed by Sam Raimi, starring, of course, Bruce Campbell. The second one is Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn from 1987, again produced and directed and by the same people and starring Bruce Campbell. The third one, Army of Darkness from 1993, Again, produced by Tapper, written and directed by Sam Raimi, starring Bruce Campbell. The fourth one is the Evil Dead remake from 2013. And that it was um, directed by someone in his directorial debut, uh, Fede Alvarez. Hopefully I got his name right. And that was, uh, even though he directed that, it was produced by Raimi Campbell and Tapper. And that... Uh, movie stars Jane Levy in the lead role. And the uh, Evil Dead TV series, which is known as Ash vs. Evil Dead, and that ran from 2015 to 2018, so three seasons total. Again, created by Sam and his brother Ivan Raimi, and again starring Bruce Campbell. Where to watch these movies? So, The Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are both available for free on Tubi and Vudu. The rest are available on Amazon Prime for $4 each, except for the remake, which will cost more. Um, You can also purchase them on iTunes or Google Play. None are available currently on Netflix, Hulu, or Shudder, except for the TV series. is currently available all three seasons on Netflix. Why should you watch these movies? Well, Ash is an everyman character who is reluctantly, and I do mean reluctantly, uh, forced to become a hero in order to save mankind. So that's fun to watch his progression in that. Um, I know some people lump the evil dead in the zombie genre. Um, Technically, these are demons, though, which are later called deadites. And unlike zombies, they really like to screw with people for their own fun. So, you know, versus zombies are just, you know, chasing you around trying to eat you. Uh, these demons really like to screw with people a lot. Uh, the original film was made on a very low budget. I think it was shot from somewhere between $350,000 and $400,000. And they mainly used practical effects because, let's face it, they didn't have any money for CGI. But that's also what makes these movies really fun to watch since everything is saturated with CGI these days. So it just goes to show you what a group of uh, motivated people can do on a very low budget. Rotten Tomato scores. The Evil Dead, the first one. Critics gave it a 95. Audiences gave it an 84. Evil Dead 2. 
Critics gave it a 98. Audiences gave it an 89. Army of Darkness. Critics gave it a 90. I'm sorry, 72. Audiences gave it an 87. Evil Dead, the remake. Critics gave it a 63. Audiences gave it a 64. And Ash vs. the Evil Dead, the TV series. Critics gave it a combined score over three seasons of 99. And Audiences gave it a 94. So obviously that one's really high. Uh, the plot. So I'll go over the plot real quickly of each. The Evil Dead, which is the first one. Five kids go on spring break, and they're Ash, his girlfriend Linda, and Cheryl, who's Ash's sister, Scott, and Shelly. And they end up in an old dilapidated cabin in the woods. In the basement, they find a mysterious book, a dagger, which will later be called the Candarian Dagger, and a tape recorder. And they learn from the recordings that the book is the Sumerian Book of the Dead and can be used to summon demons which are later called Deadites or Kandarian Demons. The official name of the book is the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. And, of course, you can guess what happens next. Uh, once the even, uh, So demon starts taking possess, possession of people one by one. Once the demon takes possession of a person, they can only be killed by dismemberment, which, of course, is a particularly gruesome way to go. Or sometimes they can be buried and sometimes they can be set on fire. Uh, I will say now the mythology of this whole series is a little sketchy sometimes as to what's happening, but we just roll with it. So, Ash ends up being the sole survivor. And I know that we already mentioned, I think we mentioned, that this series is a horror comedy series. Um, the, the franchise as a whole is... But this first movie was really firmly in the horror camp. There was, you know, it was over-the-top gruesome in terms of uh, some of the kills, but it was really more horror than horror comedy. Then the second movie, uh, Evil Dead 2 Dead by Dawn. Some called a sequel, some called a remake. So Raimi, Campbell, and... Um, Tappert did not own the rights to the first film, so they could not add a recap at the beginning of the movie showing how Ash got to the cabin. So this is kind of a similar situation to George Romero and Night of the Living Dead. Uh, but what they did here was instead they just reshot those scenes from the first movie. So in this one, it's Ash and Linda who initially go to the cabin alone together. And then Professor Noby's daughter, Annie, research partner, Ed, Getley, and two locals show up at the cabin, and they're named Jake and Bobby Joe. And Professor Noby, for those of you who don't know, that was the guy's voice that we heard on the recordings in the first movie. So his daughter, Annie, and Ed are there, along with Jake and Bobby Joe. And it's in this movie where... Ash's hand gets possessed. It's his right hand because uh, he's left-handed. Um, so his right hand gets possessed. That's fun to watch. It tries to attack him, and he eventually has to chop it off. And by the end of the movie, he's found a chainsaw, which he attaches to the stump of his hand. In this version of events, daylight temporarily uh, drives away the demon. So... Um, Ash is temporarily possessed, but um, the sun comes up in the morning and then he's better. So that's where I said the uh, mythology gets a little bit hazy. Um, 
there is a um, a door to the cellar in the cabin, and there they encounter Henrietta, who was Professor Noby's wife, and she had been locked in the cellar after she became a deadite. Um, and she is also played by uh, Ted Ramey, Sam Ramey's brother, but I think I have more on that in the trivia. So she's pretty gross, and she attacks them, and eventually... Annie thinks she can read two different incantations, which will drive away the spirit, so she starts doing that. Unfortunately, she is stabbed in the back um, with the dagger, and, but she manages somehow to, to finish the incantation. That opens a vortex, and then that sucks in the demons, but it also sucks in Ash, his car, several trees, several pieces of the cabin, um, all sorts of stuff. And at the very end of Evil Dead 2, Ash wakes up and he's in England in the 1300s. So that's an interesting twist. Then you go to Army of Darkness, which picks up right after that. Ash is indeed in England in the 1300s and uh, with his car. Um, and here the part of Linda is played by Bridget Fonda, even though she appears very briefly. And Ash gets dumped into a pit with some deadites, but he manages to survive. And then they decide, thanks to his uh, boomstick, his uh, shotgun, that uh, and his chainsaw hand, that he must be a god that fell out of the sky. I think they call him the hero from the sky. And so they send him off to retrieve the Book of the Dead. He ends up fighting with a bunch of tiny ashes who do all sorts of stuff to him, uh, poke him in the butt with a fork, uh, and he fights his evil twin, who uh, starts as an eyeball on his shoulder and then develops into a head and then uh, divides off into a separate person. So that's a fun sequence. Um, so in the And then, lastly, they end up fighting a skeleton army. So that's a lot of fun. This one is really way over the top in terms of slapstick comedy. Um, but it's a lot of fun just watching the skeletons uh, march around. There's some Scottish skeletons. they got little kilts and bagpipes. There's all sorts of fun stuff going on in there. So in the end, Ash manages despite himself to save the day. And then he locks himself into a cave where he takes a potion that the wizard gave him or wise man, whatever he's called, um, to return to his own time. He's supposed to take, is it five drops? I think it's five drops that he's supposed to take, but you know how Ash is and he screws that up. And so, um, well, let me just say, he, um, in the end, in the, the regular ending that was released on this movie, he ends up back at the S-Mart, which is where he works, um, and it's business as usual until a deadite comes in and then he gets in a fight with her. But there is an alternate ending to this, which we'll discuss a little bit later. So it just depends on which version you watched. The Evil Dead remake uh, from 2013. Now, in this movie, instead of Ash, the film stars... Um, Jane Levy, who's playing a character called Mia Allen. And then it's her, her brother David, his girlfriend Natalie, and friends Eric and Emily. And they all end up at a cabin where they're trying to help uh, Mia detox from drugs. Uh, Mia and David's mother had passed away. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here. So it's initially five people, just like the original movie was. Um, again, 
Uh, let's see. So it should come as no surprise. The same basic same thing happens, which is, you know, uh, people start getting possessed one by one. Mia is initially possessed for a large part of the movie, but she ends up being the final girl. And like Ash, she loses her hand, but in this movie, it's not by being chopped off. It's by having a jeep turned over on top of it. She does end up with a chainsaw on the end, but it's not attached to her hand. And the necklace that appeared in the first two movies, again, appears in this movie. And this movie is firmly in the horror camp. There's nothing... I mean, there's nothing... There, Yes, there are over-the-top kills, but there's nothing funny about this movie. It's very, very uh, horror-based. There's also an alternate ending to this movie, which, we, again, we'll talk about a little bit later. And if you watch the movie all the way completely through, past all of the closing credits, past that last little screen that pops up that's got whatever that... Um, whatever it is at the very end... Then Bruce Campbell makes a very brief appearance. Um, the, the lights come up on him and his face, he's turned sideways and he just says groovy. And that's it. So if you didn't watch the movie till the very, very end, you would not have seen that. And then the TV series, Ash vs. Evil Dead. As I said, it lasted for three seasons. Each episode is only 30 minutes long, so they are super fast to watch. So this time we have Ash and his trusty sidekicks, Pablo and Kelly, and they battle deadites in and around Elk Grove, Michigan. And then Lucy Noby, who is another daughter of Professor Noby, shows up, and it's eventually learned that she's actually not his daughter. She's actually a demon and was one of the original Dark Ones who wrote the Necronomicon. She might have actually been the one that wrote it herself. Um, and then we meet, at some point we meet Ash's father named Brock, and he's played by Lee Majors from The Six Million Dollar Man, so it's great to see him. We also get a brief glimpse of his sister Cheryl again, um, so that was fun. And over the course of three seasons, there's Demon Children, Ruby has a demon hubby named Belle. There's uh, evil puppets, all sorts of fun stuff. So this one is really definitely in the horror comedy camp. Um, in the last season, Ash finds out he has a teenage daughter named Brandy. And the rift between the living and the dead is open and then the demons come through. And they end up with a really, really big demon named Kandar the Destroyer. So he was a lot of fun. And then Ash battles him with a tank. And in the end, he ties the Kandarian dagger to a uh, missile and launches it out of the tank. Um, that's how he defeats him. But what happens is that Ash ends up sending everybody else away before this final battle um, because he finally has accepted that he... You know, no matter what happens, his job is to save mankind. So they're sent away to safety. Before they go, he tells Kelly that she has to be the leader now because she's very good at kick-ass uh, dead-out fighter. Uh, he tells Pablo that he will be the F.A. He tells Brandy that he loves her. And then it looks like he's killed. But one of the Knights of Samaria, and you can always tell them because they wear a ring that says K.O.S. on it, um... So one of the Knights of St. Maria pulls, drags him away and sticks him in some sort of box, and then he wakes up in the future 
with a woman or robots or some combination thereof that calls him Savior. And she shows him his car. And then they jump in it and head off to fight the Dark Ones who uh, she says are on the move. So we don't know where he is in the future. We don't know if it's way in the future. We don't know what happened to Kelly and uh, Pablo and Brandy, if they're still alive. But that's where the TV series ends. So, trivia. I have a lot of trivia. Hopefully it's it's worth it because there's a lot of stuff uh, about these movies. Um, first of all, Happy birthday to Bruce Campbell. It's a funny coincidence that today happens to be his birthday and he's turning 61. So happy birthday, Bruce. Um, the runtime for these movies is very short. Everything, including the reboot, I think is 92 minutes or under. So you don't have to spend a lot of time watching these. There's a very extensive timeline that is at... Uh, Evil Dead Army of Darkness blogspot com, and then you'll just have to click over to it. Um, it's labeled timeline, and it really goes in depth about all the different timelines that are created throughout this series. I think there ends up being five at one point, so it's definitely worth a look. Um, and looks like they spent a lot of time on it, which I and it was very useful. So let's see, Ash's full name is Ashley. Joanna Williams, and no wonder he goes by the name Ash, huh? Um, and besides Evil Dead, Sam Raimi went on to direct a whole bunch of other things which you've heard of, including the Spider-Man trilogy, as well as the Quick and the Dead as a Western, um, Drag Me to Hell, another fun horror movie, and for Disney, he did Oz the Great and the Powerful. Raimi is married to Jillian... Um, Green, who is the daughter of actor Lauren Green, who is most famous for his roles on Bonanza and Battlestar Galactica. They have five children. Three have appeared as extras in Drag Me to Hell and Spider-Man 3. And the original movie had a hard time finding audiences Thanks to endorsement and a movie review by Stephen King, it finally got some traction, and then the film was bought by New Line Cinema shortly thereafter, and it grew steadily by word of mouth. Um, in the UK, it ended up being placed on the UK's video nasty list, which I've mentioned before, um, and those are banned, were banned movies in the UK, but what that also did, based on their violence, sexual content, whatever, whatever, but what that really did was encourage many people to seek out the movie. And it is over the top in terms of gore. There's a whole lot of blood and a whole lot of gore. Uh, the Evil Dead franchise has the highest ranking Rotten Tomatoes total scores of any horror franchise. So that's something. Um, the franchise has expanded to video games, comic books, and even a musical. And there are uh, several different productions on YouTube of various musicals if you want to check it out and see uh, how people are able to do that on the stage. Um, I ch checked out a couple of them last night. Uh, the Evil Dead is based on a short story by Sam, a short film by Sam Raimi called Within the Woods. And from 1978, and they used that as a proof of concept for investors in order to try to get funding. 
That full film, it's only 30 minutes long, is also available on YouTube if you want to check it out. I think it's fun to see like how it started and what it ended up becoming. Uh, the term Deadite, which is the name that they gave to the demons, is first mentioned at the end of Evil Dead 2. Uh, Bruce Campbell most recently appeared in Burn Notice. He also wrote an autobiography in, let's see, I can't remember what the year that was, but the title of it is If Chins Could Kill, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. He also did a follow-up to that book in 2017. I think he also did a book called How to Make Love Like Bruce Campbell or something like that. Um, and he most currently is hosting the new Ripley's Believe It or Not TV series on the Travel Channel. So that's where he is right now. Uh, let's see. From the TV series, hopefully you'll recognize Lucy Lawless. She played Ruby. Uh, from her previous work, she was Xena Warrior Princess. And her husband is also Rob Tabert who we said earlier uh, produced, directed, etc., many of the movies. And Bruce and Ted also appeared in Xenia Warrior Princess, and all of them got their start in the uh, Hercules, the Legendary Journeys uh, series originally. So if you haven't seen those, might be worth uh, checking them out. They're a lot of fun. Um, although later claimed to be outside of Elk Grove, Michigan, the original movie was shot outside of Morristown, Tennessee, and that's because that's the only place they could, like, find some place that they wanted to shoot at, um, and not have too many restrictions. The only other recurring character in the series besides Ash is his sister Cheryl, and she has been played by Ellen Sandwise, uh, from the beginning, so she was in the first movie... Um, let's see, and the TV series, and I'm forgetting something. She's been in three of them, I think. Um, let's see, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were friends in high school and began shooting Super 8 movies together then. And getting the first film made, as we've said before, was a real labor of love. Bruce put up his family's property as collateral so that the film could be finished, and this also enabled them to change the film from 30 to 35 millimeter, which is what they needed for a theatrical release. Conditions during the filming of the first movie were miserable. They were out in the woods. They actually lived in the cabin where they filmed it. It had no running water. They were all freezing um, and sick. And this led to arguments and some of the camera equipment froze. It was just a, a really, really tough shoot. And I guess Sam... Um, you know, uh, was work 24 hours a day shooting, trying to get the, uh, the shots that he wanted. So everybody said, well, a number of people said it was the worst shoot they had ever been on in terms of conditions. Here's a controversial one. The tree rape scene in the Evil Dead. Uh, if you'll recall, Cheryl ran out in the woods to try to get away at the beginning of the first movie, and then she's attacked by vines, and basically, I mean, I don't know how else to, else to put it, uh, a tree ends up raping her. Um, 
Now, Ellen Sandwise said she did not realize that that's what it's going to look like after it was over. That was all added, you know, the bad stuff was added post-production. But Sam Raimi has since said that he wished that he had not uh, made the scene in that way. Um, and let's see, it's not an Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2, Bobby Joe, the trees drag her to her death through the woods, but that's not there. And then the Evil Dead remake it is um, not as graphic, but fairly similar. The The demon uh, that attacks uh, Mia in the woods uh, releases some sort of dark something, viney substance that crawls out of it and crawls down on the ground and up her leg and up her dress. So I'm not sure why they keep, like, making scenes like that to me it doesn't really add anything to the series to be honest it's just there for shock value so uh let's see the first movie was both sam and bruce's feature debut and the demon uh pov point of view shot where the camera runs along the ground and through the woods was done by putting a camera on a two by four and having two pe two people went on each side uh run through the woods while carrying it and then the one in the initial shot of the Evil Dead movie has Sam Raimi with the camera leaning out in a, uh, a boat while Bruce Campbell pushes him through the water so they can get the shots over the water and around uh, various things. So that's a fun shot. I don't remember anybody doing that before this series. So I think that's one of the uh, novel things that they came up with here. And it really is fun. Um, the film's name was changed from Book of the Dead to The Evil Dead since it was the least worth, worst title they could think of. Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers and husband of Francis uh, McDermott got his start as an assistant editor on The Evil Dead. The magnifying glass necklace that Ash gives to Linda was originally supposed to be used to burn The Book of the Dead, and if you look at the chain part of the necklace where it's on the ground, it's in the shape of the skull. So that happens in um, the first movie, the second movie. And then uh, David gives Mia a necklace that looks like something similar to magnifying glass during the remake as well. Uh, we later learned that the Book of the Dead can't be burnt. So uh, they tried to do that in the remake and they set on fire and it just wouldn't do anything. So let's see, one of the sketches in the Book of the Dead is the Great Red Dragon and the Woman Clothed in the Sun, which is also in the movie by Thomas Harris, the Red Dragon, which we discussed when we discussed the Hannibal franchise. The Necronomicon Ex Mortis is based on H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Cthulhu stories, and the Necronomicon uh, is written on pages of human flesh and uh, in human blood. The cover has a face on it, and it was written by the Dark One many years ago and depicts how they can control demons and how they will eventually take over the world. Evil Dead 2. Uh, the team again had a hard time getting funding. Stephen King was having dinner with Dino De Laurentiis, who was producing Maximum Overdrive at that time, and he asked him to help with financing. And as you'll recall, De Laurentiis um, also wor worked on the Hannibal franchise. 
so small world. Um, the story goes that during the shot uh, where the dead runs to the cabin and slams into Campbell that he suffered a broken jaw, but it was later revealed that he and Sam just made up the story as a joke. Most of Evil Dead 2 was shot on a set built in a gymnasium in a junior high school in Wadesboro, North Carolina. And Sam tried using lots of different colors of fluid to avoid an X rating for the second movie. Um, and it's the same trick that we've seen used before in several other series, including um, From Dust Till Dawn and a lot of other things. The movie ended up being unrated anyway, so that didn't get him too far. Uh, this is the second one, is supposedly Campbell's favorite of the three movies. And again, the part of Henrietta Noby was played by Sam's brother Ted, who said that that costume was really, really hot, and I mean, he about had a heat stroke um, just doing those scenes with a costume. The contact lenses that the actors wore. To make them look possessed where it's solid white, their eyes were very uncomfortable. They could only be worn about 15 minutes at a time, and they couldn't see anything when they were wearing them. So any scenes, they really don't know what they're, where they're at. Um, Army of Darkness. The original name was Medieval Dead, and in the Army of Darkness, Ash was originally supposed to lose an eye. Patricia Tallman, here's an interesting coincidence, Patricia Tallman, who played Barbara in the Night of the Living Dead remake, which we talked about, also plays the possessed witch here. Uh, she was also a stunt woman on a bunch of stuff. Um, the movie, Army of Darkness, actually has four different versions, and they show different scenes in different orders. So there's the U.S. theatrical release, the European release, the director's cut, and the U.S. TV release. The film was shelved for a year before release because of a feud between Universal Pictures and Dino De Laurento, and they were fighting over the rights to the Hannibal Lecter character from Silence of the Lambs. So that put everybody's life on hold for a year. Uh, the chant that Ash says, Akalatu Bara... Nikto is a homage to the day of the day to the day the earth stood still, which is what they say on there. Although of course Ash changed it slightly. Um, a fun ending. Here's where the ending, alternate ending to the Army of Darkness comes from. A fun alternate ending had Ash in a post-apocalyptic England fighting deadites, uh, which as it turned out is we know he ended up in a post-apocalyptic someplace at the end of the TV series. But it was that ending is also available on YouTube, and it's because Ash took too many drops of that stuff that the uh, wizard gave him, and instead of ending up back in the present time, uh, he ended up in the future someplace. Let's see, the Evil Dead remake. Here's another fun coincidence I bet you probably don't know. Uh, Cian Davis, the older woman that you see at the beginning of the movie reading the Necronomicon, also played Ash's next-door neighbor at the trailer park in the very first episode of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I think her name was Vivian Johnson, I think. 
Um, Evil Dead Remake used more than 70,000 gallons of fake blood versus the original, which used 200 to 300. And, of course, they didn't have any money, so they couldn't buy that much blood if they'd wanted. Uh, while Raimi and the others were hip to a remake, Campbell was less than enthusiastic. He was okay with it when he found out that Ash um, was not recast, which I agree with. I think there's only one Ash, and it's him. So the original plan was to make an Army of Darkness 2 with Mia and then make another film where Ash passes over the torch to Mia. But then the TV series uh, came into existence, and so these plans were scrapped. Um, here's a fun one. Fake Shimps. So Fake Shimps is from the Three Stooges, and these are people that stand in for actors when they're not available. So you might see, like, the back of their head. You might see an arm or something. And Raimi started crediting Fake Shimps in his movie credit. So if you if you read through the uh, ending credits, you'll see several people listed as Fake Shimps. And the story is because... A uh, shimp from the Three Stooges had a heart attack and died, but they were still under contract to deliver so many movies. So um, besides having to like try to recut the footage into making different movies, what they ended up doing was having some stand-ins for him that um, they could just show his back or something. But I remember seeing some of these, and you can definitely tell it's, it's not him. But that's where the phrase fake ship came from. Also, the uh, last, um, the remake was filmed in New Zealand and Australia. And if you think back, uh, Hercules and Xeno Warrior Princess were also filmed there as well. Now, this alternate ending has Mia's brother becoming possessed and then has Mia being picked up um, after she's passed out in the middle of the road by a guy who's driving by. And then when she opens her eyes, they're the normal color. They're not possessed. Um, so I guess she's not possessed at that point. But I think I still prefer the uh, original ending because I don't think we really need that one. Unless, as some people have suggested, that the person who was driving the truck that picks her up in the middle of the road, if that was Ash, that would have been perfect. Then I'd have been all for it. So, Ash versus the Evil Dead TV series. So the Army of Darkness was uh, ignored in Season 1, and that's because Universal Pictures and MGM wouldn't give Stars, um, who is the one that originally produced the series, the rights to the show. But in Season 2, they got them, and then they could mention the show. Um, Joseph LaDuca composed the music for the TV series and all of the movies except for the remake. Uh, Mimi Rogers played Kelly's mom. Sid Haig from uh, Rob Zombie's movies, you know, Captain Spaulding, audition for the role of Brujo. And in the TV um, series, each new episode picks, as is with the movies, each new episode picks up exactly where the previous one left off. Sam's brothers already mentioned Ted, but Ted, besides playing Henrietta, has been played many, many different roles in many of these movies. He's been in three movies, um, playing multiple characters. And then Ivan uh, was in the first and the third one, and he also wrote co-wrote the third movie. And a little bit of trivia, he is also an emergency room physician. So, busy man. 
The term Slashy Ashy is the nickname that was given to Ash by the townsfolk because they thought he was a serial killer after seeing him kill some deadites. And then there's a little rhyme that goes with it. Um, Ash's car, which he really, really loves, is a 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. So he refers to it as the Delta. And then every episode in the TV series ends with blood splatter being thrown at the camera, and then the title card appears. So a couple of months ago, Bruce Campbell uh, officially retired after the TV series was canceled, but I saw something maybe from last month that said just because he's retired from being in front of the camera doesn't mean he won't be involved uh, in some way. Um, if there are more Evil Dead productions, it will probably just be behind screen. And I'm sure the man probably needs a, a rest because he really takes a beating in these movies. Um, famous quotes. Uh, Ash is world famous for his one-liners. I won't go through all of them here, but uh, <coughs> just know there's a lot more where these came from. So. Let's see. This is this one is not from him, but it's one of the demons. They like to say, we're going to get you, we're going to get you, not another peep, which they like to sing. Um, and then they say, join us. And then they say, we're going to eat your soul. They say all sorts of stuff, those demons. Um, I already said groovy is one of the things that he says all the time. He also says, give me some sugar, baby. Um, he, Oh, the demons also say, I'll swallow your soul, I'll swallow your soul. And then when he is in Army of Darkness and he's trying to scare off all the townspeople that want to kill him, or villagers, he says, All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. And then he goes on to say, It's a 12-gauge double-barreled Remington S-Marts top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right, this sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retails for about $109.95. It's got a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right. Shop smart. Shop S-smart. So that's pretty funny. Um, and then when he gets in a fight, there's usually one scene each season of the TV series that's completely bonkers and over the top. And I forgot to mention it, but the first season, or is it the second season? The sec I think it's the second season where... He's in the morgue, and the Necronomicon is in somebody's body, and he has to go through all this stuff, and he ends up getting in a fight with his dead body, whose intestines attack him and pull him into the guy's body through his butt. Yes, you heard that right. And then, <laughs> yeah, that you just have to see it. Um, and then he ends up saying, there's only one asshole in this town, and it's me. So... Um, so that was a really crazy over-the-top scene from season two. And then one of Ash's most famous sayings is, All hell to the king, baby. So, in conclusion, the Evil Dead franchise is not for everybody. It's got tons of blood and guts and other bodily fluids. But if you like uh, some slapstick with your comedy, then it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I think it also grows on you, too. I remember when I saw the first movie, I didn't really like it, but the, over the years, it's really grown on me, and I've, I've gotten to like it a lot better after, too, after having seen everything else that came after it. 
I also really appreciate the fact that Raimi, Tabert, and Campbell basically willed this franchise into existence with all of their hard work and their perseverance. So that's really um, a definite credit to them. It just shows what a few pe creative people with uh, hard work and drive can do. So that's it for that. For the recipe for this week, I was trying to think what to come up with. And since those guys are all from Michigan and um, often reference Michigan, um, and if you saw in the remake, um, Mia was actually wearing a Michigan uh, sweatshirt too. So there's lots of references around. Uh, even if they, they're not really evident. So Michigan leads the nation in the production of blueberries and tart cherries, apparently. And along the Lake Michigan Fruit Belt, 20 different varieties of blueberries and 77% of the country's tart cherries are grown. So the lake functions as a moderating body, preventing uh, temperatures from getting too cold in the fall or too hot in the summer, and it also provides uh, frequent rainfall that the fruit production requires. So I'm going to include a recipe from tasteofhome.com uh, for Michigan cherry pie. So one of the main differences between this one and maybe some other cherry pies is it includes both fresh and dried cherries, so that gives it some extra flavor. And it also adds streusel topping, which is that, you know, crumble topping at the top to help balance out the tartness of the cherries. So Michigan cherry pie, I'll include the uh, recipe for that. Um, and other than that, that's all I got for this week. Again, a very happy birthday to Bruce Campbell. And um, his body of work is really... Uh, it's a lot of fun. I was watching some things again today and they just make me laugh sometimes. So um, we, until the next week, hope you have a good week. Try to avoid any deadites. And we'll see you back here next Saturday or Sunday. Thanks. Bye.